Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky with your post game reaction. Ole Miss struggles. Struggles, but beats. Tulsa 35-27. We've got some thoughts for you on this Sunday morning. Again, Ole Miss wins. It was ugly there in the second half, but a win is a win, I suppose. And Ole Miss moves on to play Kentucky. A couple of teams lost ahead of Ole Miss, so they should be ranked in the top 15. Come tomorrow when the poll comes out, Kentucky will be somewhere around 8 when the poll comes out tomorrow. So a massive game upcoming in Oxford. And for what it's worth, it looked like neither team really performed particularly well against lesser competition this weekend. Kentucky beat Northern Illinois by eight yesterday as well. So you're, you're not alone, and we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. You are not alone in terms of struggling against lesser competition. And uh, it was like a survive and advance Saturday. I think Peter Burns named his, uh, the title of his Sunday show that this morning. Uh, survive and advance Saturday. That's exactly what it felt like. But a win is a heck of a lot better than a loss, and Ole Miss did get a win. Go up 35-14 and end up winning 35-27. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, if you have not already, at Michael Borky. Twitter, follow, like Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and wherever you get this podcast, just search Rebel Report. Leave a rating and a review after you subscribe. I would appreciate that very much. So we'll start with the good. Here's some, I'm going to give you some positive spin, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a dose of reality. Uh, here's your here's your positive spin, though. If you're looking for it, here's some for you. Arkansas struggled with Missouri State. The almighty Georgia struggled with Kent State yesterday. Your soon-to-be first real test of the season struggled with Northern Illinois, one by eight. And a few weeks ago, they struggled with Miami of Ohio. Um, these kind of games happen. The classic look-ahead spot, that, that does happen. You saw it across college football yesterday. Again, the almighty Georgia struggled with Kent State yesterday. It does happen. This is a classic look-ahead spot. It was a sleepy environment the week before a massive game, and Ole Miss kind of played like it, especially after they went up 35-14. So they they started out of the gate slow and then settled in and and played focused and and got a three-touchdown lead. And then it appeared to me that they really, in the second half, got super vanilla with what they were trying to do offensively really didn't show anything at all. That's kind of, not kind of, that is absolutely something that you've seen from Lane Kiffin so far in his time at Ole Miss. When they're playing lesser opponents, they tend to shut it down. Uh, They did it against Troy last year. They did it against Vanderbilt before a big game. Remember that? Remember how bad they looked against Vanderbilt? And then they turn around and beat the brakes off of Mississippi State. Liberty before Texas A&M. You guys remember that. Uh, they they get a lead and they shut it down. And it did feel like they did that offensively yesterday. They were not creative or exploitative. There's a word for you. 
uh, at all in the second half yesterday. And a lot of that uh, was by design. A lot of it was. You could tell they clearly, very clearly shut things down in terms of uh, scheming up Tulsa. It looked like they were content just kind of cruising and taking it to the house in terms of play calling and stuff like that. That is, uh, I think that's apparent. I think even if you're looking at it with without a positive spin in mind, without red and blue glasses, I think it was pretty clear that once Ole Miss went up 35-14, they kind of just decided to coast to the finish. Again, classic look-ahead spot, sleepy environment, um, big game next week, built up a big lead, and just kind of coasted. So there's some truth. There absolutely is truth to that. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think you can just blame well, they weren't focused on some of the things they did poorly. We'll talk about those later. But for now, a lot of what went on can be explained away on scheme, environment, look ahead spot, all that. Because again, you saw it this past weekend. You saw teams, good teams, struggle against bad teams across college football. Just kind of how it happened today. Jackson Dart, I thought, was good. Uh, especially running the football. Now, there's things that – it's a good thing that you've got a quarterback that is so competitive that he wants to deliver blows and have tough runs. That is a good thing. You would rather have a quarterback with the mindset of, I'm going to run you over. You you see me in the open field, I'm going to run you over and get those extra yards. You, You would rather have that mindset, and he's got it, than a quarterback that is absolutely terrified of running that, that is scared of contact, that will slide three yards short of a first down when it's a third down because he's terrified of getting hit because you've got those quarterbacks too. And so if you were given the choice between Jackson Dart's mentality and some other quarterbacks that are terrified of running, that if they see a, a defensive player, they just shrivel up and just like crumble to the ground without any effort, you can coach him down and tell him, and later in the game, he actually did start sliding and things like that. Uh, stepped out of bounds as well. So it seemed like even in the course of this game, he was taking to coaching on, all right, Jackson, Kentucky. you got Kentucky next week. You don't need to be delivering blows to Tulsa in the first quarter. All right, just calm down. We appreciate your mindset. The team loves it, I'm sure. But, but take a step back and start running out of bounds and maybe sliding. Um, you would much rather it be that, right? So it's a good thing and a bad thing because he took a lot of hits, unnecessary hits on Saturday that you don't want your quarterback to be taking. Jackson Dart took too many hits yesterday with Kentucky coming this week and banged up his hand a little bit. Didn't appear to be a long-term issue. I mean, they, they kind of wrapped it, put a glove on. He seemed to have been fine. Uh, but he is a, a clearly a very athletic and effective runner. And when they start really scheming up defenses and being more creative, because they're going to do that, watch. That's their MO. They've always done that. When they start being more creative, his threat with his legs is going to open some things up for them because you can't just key in on running backs anymore, um, which Tulsa did a lot of, and Ole Miss still ran for 308 yards as a team. Um, So that, that was impressive. You got to coach that out of him, but you would much rather have to coach that out of him than try to convince him to 
you know, run and and not be afraid of contact and get tough yards when necessary. So he showed you his athleticism. He, he had it not last year, but he had meniscus surgery and played on it. Uh, so he didn't get to really display his athleticism at USC the way that he has been so far this season for Ole Miss. But I thought that was really impressive from him. Judkins was obviously great. Uh, Zach Evans, a, a little banged up. Kiffin said it was a medical deal for why you didn't see him in the second half. Um, I expect him to play next week. Also, Pegues and Kari Coleman, Kiffin said after the game, are both expected to play next week. So that's a, a positive sign as well. I don't think the stats reflect uh, Jackson Dart's passing game. Uh, there was uh, a deep post that he threw on target, but Mingo cut his route underneath and he didn't have to. And, and there's a little bit of a miscommunication there. Um, he was under duress a lot, but let me hold off on that. Hold off on that because we're doing the good right now. Um, but I, I do think that he shows you some things. I, I mean, that, that, Touchdown pass to down the near sideline to Malik Heath was just impressive. You know, 30 yards, just perfectly placed in the breadbasket. He showed you a little sidearm stuff as well with a, a defender up in his face with his arms up in the air, threw it, uh, changed his arm slot really low and got it around a defender. That was good. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be some growing pains with Dart. There was a, a situation where he got sacked, where he could have stepped up in the pocket a little bit better. Now, Michael Trigg got, got beat pretty soundly, but he could have stepped up in the pocket a little bit uh, and maybe avoided a sack there. Those are little coaching things that you can get out of him. But all in all, um, Jackson Dart, you know, I, I think a fine day considering the circumstances, ran the football really well. He's not a finished product. He won't be. But more importantly, he threw 24 passes and none of them were intercepted. So cut the turnovers down, ran the football well. Showed you some things with the arm slot and that beautiful pass to uh, to Heath. Um, Heath had a drop as well that would have been um, not. I don't know. I don't want to say significant, but w would have kept the chains moving in an otherwise ugly second half. Um, so not all good, but I, I think he was fine, absolutely fine yesterday. And uh, after the game, we learned that. Kiffin and Luke Altmyer and his family have had the the conversation of uh, how they want to handle this because Jackson Dart has won the job and he's their quarterback moving forward. Not a surprise. He he has just shown you more. Uh, he's got a higher ceiling, and it is what it is. It's I have a feeling that the conversation was. I don't know this for sure. I have a feeling that the conversation was. You've played three games. We will try to help you preserve your red shirt. But if Jackson gets hurt, you're going to play. And I, I have a feeling that that's what the conversation was. And so you're not going to see Altmeyer unless Jackson Dark gets hurt uh, for for extended time uh, would be would be my guess on how they're going to handle that. But, yeah, Jackson Dart's your quarterback. Wasn't a surprise after uh, the Georgia Tech game, you, you, you knew, because um, he maximizes the team's talent ceiling. He, he does. He is an extremely talented quarterback. He just got to be patient because young quarterbacks need time to grow and become finished products, and he's not there yet. So be patient with your guy. But he showed you, even in a clunker yesterday, he showed you that uh, that he's got a high talent ceiling for sure. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you are in the market for office technology and you are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, ABSMS.com is the website. 
They've got you covered from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, phone systems. If it's tech, if it's in the office and you or your company, you guys need it and you're located anywhere in Mississippi, absms.com. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will come out and give you an assessment on me. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University. Best place in this state to get your meat for sure, especially if you're going to be watching NFL football today. Run by LBs, pick something up, throw it on the grill like I'm going to be doing uh, later this afternoon. Doing Philly cheesesteak, so not really doing it on the grill. But either way, if you're going to be cooking with meat, LBs is the place to do it. When you go by, tell Greg and the good people there that I sent you, they'll hook you up. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, so if you don't feel like doing the cooking, they'll do it for you. That's LB's just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. So that's the positive spin, right? It's a sleepy game, sleepy environment, classic look-ahead spot, all that. The negative is um, I think there are a couple things that they did poorly that can't be attributed to effort. Also, they're going to be without Otis Reese for the first half of the Kentucky game. That's a big loss. And it's a shame that players are getting kicked out of games for for what he did. I, I, targeting is such a joke. I understand throwing a flag. If you have to throw a flag, do it. They do that in the NFL, but they don't kick players out of games and suspend them. That's a joke. Either way, so no Otis Reese. That's a big loss because he's been good, really good so far uh, this year. But you'll get a fresh-legged one in the second half or whatever that's worth. Um Davis Brin, in his first two drives, kind of carved up Ole Miss. Then he got hurt and and almost dealt with Tulsa's backup for the rest of the game. Tackling was really poor. That can somewhat be attributed to effort because Ole Miss tackled great last week. And um, Braylon Braxton was his name. Is, is certainly elusive and, and a good athlete, but um, didn't tackle well. There were multiple sack opportunities that just weren't completed from the defensive line that would have stalled drives and made this game far, far less interesting. Um, My chief concern with this team, though, is offensive line. Because regardless of how vanilla you are schematically, and I do think, though, they can do some creative things that will help alleviate that issue on the offensive line, whether it be simple things like rolling out dark, getting him out of the pocket, um, motions, that, that kind of stuff. They, they can be more creative up front. It's it's harder or it's easier to block, as I understand it, when the defense doesn't know what's coming. You know, spoiler alert, more at 11, breaking news. That's why I get paid the big bucks. But um, when you're more creative and defensively, they, they are not just completely aware of what you're doing. It's probably easier to block. But still, that's four weeks in a row now where the offensive line has, has done things that are, are really concerning. Um, protection was a big issue yesterday, and that's Tulsa. And regardless of the environment and how engaged you are, you should not be giving up as much pressure as Tulsa was able to give uh, to Ole Miss. And Dart escaped a couple of sacks, um, was under duress a lot, had to get the ball out much faster than they wanted him to. And, and again, this is Tulsa. And they apparently appeared to be run blocking pretty well. And again, in the second half, I think a lot of Tulsa's success stopping the run came from a lack of creativity from Ole Miss. But protection, protection's a big, big issue for this team right now. And they've got to figure it out quick. Uh, whether it's they adjust play calling to to 
help lessen the impact of that, but there's no way around it because you've seen flashes of it for four games now. Protection is an issue, and luckily you've got a pretty athletic quarterback in the backfield that can help some of that as well, and you've got a one of the more creative offensive minds in the sport uh, to help try to alleviate that, but that is an area of major concern. I had somebody text me yesterday asking why Jackson Dart doesn't go through his progressions, and I thought, how do you – how do you think he has time to go through progressions right now with how bad his line is getting whooped up front? Um, that, that's got to change, and that's got to get better fast because they're not going to win many games in the SEC if they don't get better up front in terms of protection because teams are just going to stack the box and try to stop the run. And if if you're giving up easy pressure, uh, then you've got a big, uh, big problem on your hands, quite frankly, and, and that needs to get fixed and fixed fast because it, this is a four-week issue now for them, and uh, that's got to get better. Regardless of scheme and interest level in the game and atmosphere and all that stuff, I don't care. They have got to get better at, in protection. We'll see uh, what they do offensively, how creative they are uh, to try to uh, alleviate that. We'll find out on Saturday because Kentucky presents a much different challenge, a much better challenge up front than Tulsa gave you this weekend. That's for sure. So they've got to get better there. That was a problem. Also snaps. I know they've been dealing with injury stuff at center, but even when the snaps are accurate, they are taking too long to get to dart. That is something that they have got to spend all week working on and get fixed because especially in the second half, offense is so – dependent on timing so dependent on timing and so often a snap took forever to get back to dart and that creates two problems first his eyes are more focused on catching a football than they are downfield because the ball's taking longer to get there and also it disrupts the timing of everything they couldn't do much like with motion or, or disrupted mesh and everything because the ball was taking forever to get back to him so you had a bad snap that went that rolled on the ground basically you had uh, a situation where the ball like wasn't snapped at all, and luckily Judkins dove on it because that, that was a weird deal. Um, it, it seems like there is communication issues, timing issues at center, and that has got to get fixed because you're not going to win games in the SEC with a bunch of bad snaps or um, false start penalties because the center's the only one not moving and, and didn't snap the ball when it was called for. They've got to figure that out because that is another thing to me that is not effort does not impact how well you snap the ball back to the quarterback. They have got to fix that and they've got to spend all week fixing that because you can't have poor timing and disruption because of bad snaps this coming Saturday. They've got to fix that. Also, they've got to figure out punt return. They've got to figure out punt return because there, there was a bad decision fielding a ball that was about to be dead anyway and just immediately getting tackled for no reason, and then two drop punts that luckily Ole Miss was able to dive on. That can't happen. That, 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 that simply cannot happen. It, either somebody else needs to be returning the punts or, or just let the ball go. I don't know. Because that – ask Mississippi State what muffing a punt in the SEC does because that cost them a game last weekend. Can't do that. You simply cannot do that. They've got to figure that out, and they've got to figure it out fast. Because um, that will lose you these close games. You saw AM and Arkansas yesterday. The West is close, and I think Ole Miss is in that mix. 
And so you've got to play clean football if you're going to win some of these games because I expect a lot of them to be close. That's that's unacceptable, and they've, they've got to fix that soon. So there's some good. Judkins is a star. Dart looked good considering the circumstances. A lot of teams across college football looked like crap against lesser competition this weekend. But they've got to get better at protection. They've got to figure out snaps. And even something as seemingly as small as punt return can be a major, major impact. So Pegues and Coleman will be back next week. That's good for Ole Miss. They they need that. They struggled getting pressure. They didn't bring a whole lot, and they weren't really exotic with really anything they did defensively. Again, I kind of feel like they took a similar approach defensively as they did offensively, and they didn't really show a whole lot because they didn't have to. It was an ugly game. It was an uninspiring performance for sure. Very uninspiring. But now it gets real, and we're really about to find out what this team is made of here in six days. So that's your postgame recap. Don't freak out. Um, There were some ugly things. But what do you think of Georgia fans feeling today? Because there are some ugly things there too. So anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you uh, on the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.